Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and I'm the Director of Student Ministry Matters, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen to download and listen as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, if you are enjoying this podcast, let me encourage you to subscribe and to share it with your friends. You can do that through social media, send them an email, or just in a conversation, talk to them. Let them know about us. We'd love that opportunity to connect with them, and we're loving the opportunity to connect with you. We care very much about those of you who are serving with students. We want you to know that you are loved and appreciated and that we want to invest as much as we can in that process that you're working on right now. Now, I've been in student ministry for, well, off and on for 30 years of ministry. I've seen a lot of things. There have been so many different changes in student ministry, but there are some things that are always the same. Most of the time, when you're serving with your church, you are the second man, or you might be further down on the totem pole, if we want to put it that way, but you aren't the lead pastor. Now, some of you are doing both. You're working with your students, you're in a small church, and you're having to do it all, and I love and appreciate that. Uh, But for most of us, whether we are a volunteer, part-time, even full-time, rarely are we that lead person. And because of that, today I want to talk about our relationship with our pastor. Um, Again, our churches are set up differently. They may look a little different. You may have several pastors, but for the most part, you have one pastor that you're working with, that you're serving with, that you, in a lot of ways, answer to. And so we want to talk about that relationship. It's just me on the podcast today, and Chris will be back soon, and we'll have other guests on our podcast. We just love this this time of connecting with you. But before we get to that, I want to thank our podcast partner, Central Baptist College of Conway. This last weekend, I was at CBC watching their production of Beauty and the Beast with their fine arts department. Man, they did a fantastic job. And whether it's sports or fine arts or just simply wanting a great education, CBC is a place where your students, well, they just need to check it out. Go to cbc.edu, have them look into it. It's located in Conway, Arkansas, which is about 30 minutes west of Little Rock, Arkansas. And it is a great place, college town. There are other two universities there in town as well. Uh, But I just have you check it out. Contact them and maybe even take your students if you have that opportunity. Let them know about the school. It's challenging, it's engaging, and it's inspiring. So check it out at cbc.edu. Well, again, as I shared before, we want to talk just a little bit about that relationship with your pastor. 
Now, over the years, I've had a number of lead pastors, men who served in my life in that lead role at whatever the church it was. Sometimes they're referred to as a teaching pastor. Other times it was the senior pastor and other times simply the lead pastor. And all the men I've worked with have been just fantastic, godly men. And I know that's not always the case. And sometimes you struggle um, where you're located because things don't fit or maybe your personalities clash. Uh, But one of the things that you have to learn, if you're going to be in student ministry, that you need to be able to, to follow someone, to follow their leadership as you go along. And so I want to talk just about a few things that I think are important as we talk about uh, your relationship with your pastor. First of all, you need to follow your pastor. Now, I have seen over the years many times when a staff member, maybe it's a worship pastor, maybe it's a youth pastor, maybe it's just a children's director, there's all sorts of times that this has become a problem because they're just not willing to follow the person that God has placed in the leadership role in that church and leadership for that staff. Now, I know that in larger churches, besides a lead pastor, you might have an executive pastor, and that's the person that the staff answers to. But in most small to mid-sized churches, you have a lead pastor, and he's the guy that a staff member has to answer to and to follow. If you can't follow that pastor, what do you do? Well, honestly, you can have some conversations. You can um, know where he's coming from, but if ultimately you can't, then you need to be somewhere else because that is the person that God has placed in that role, in that place, and you are in a support position. And so many times I've seen this go awry. And so you need to just be willing to follow the authority that God has placed over you at that time. It may be different five years down the road or maybe different, you know, 15 years down the road. But at that place, at that time, where maybe where you're at right now, that pastor is the person in charge. And so you're left with really two options, follow and give input or simply step away. And sometimes that may be the best for the church. I hate to think that, but you know what? We've got to do what is best for the congregation so that they can move forward in a unified manner. Now, the second thing that I would say in your relationship with your pastor is to learn from him. Boy, there are so many things that you can learn from your pastor. For many of us, our lead pastor our teaching pastor, our senior pastor, is a few years older than we are. Where I'm at now, my lead pastor is 19 years older than I am. He has been preaching for a total of 50 years, um, actually a little bit longer than that now, but that's the case. He has experienced a lot more of life. He has experienced a lot more of church life and of uh, time to study the Word and to look into it. So even now, though I have 30 years of ministry experience and then I'm closing in on 51, I still look to my pastor, Kirk Shelton, and say, all right, what do you have for me to learn from you? And there's always some great things, wisdom, some ways of interacting with people and interacting with God's Word. So take the time 
spend time together. Talk with your pastor. Help them uh, know that you want to learn. And so maybe you have to set an appointment because some of you are not just 20 years, but maybe 30 or even 40 years younger than your lead pastor. Again, they may feel like they're old and that they've gone through you know, this stuff and they're just not with it and they're not thinking about the things and the ways that you would. Boy, I just sounded old there myself, didn't I? But the truth is that you have a lot that you can learn from them. And so take those moments, learn from them, ask them their favorite books, ask them what they did to become a better preacher, what they did to interact with people better in the hospitals and the Uh, all the other times, funerals. I mean, the list goes on. It's a big one. So make sure that you take the time to learn from your pastor. Be intentional in that process and don't regret not asking the questions along the way. Now, the third thing that I would encourage you with is that encouragement. Encourage your pastor and be a support to him. Now, you might think, well, He's the one who's supposed to be supporting me. He is the pastor and I'm the staff member. But push that aside because the truth is that you've got to ask, who's pastoring your pastor? Who's pastoring their family, their kids, those people in their life? Real, It's real easy. And let me just tell you, it's real easy for... Um, for us on that are on staff, we're paid staff, and at any church, when a family member gets sick, well, we think, well, their their husband or their father is ministering to them. They need to know that they're cared for by others, and so go out of your way to encourage them in in family matters. Encourage them to uh, take the time to breathe and to relax in ways that'll be beneficial. Um, Listen to their messages on Sundays, not just for this idea of learning, but that's a source of encouragement as you sit and you take notes and you interact with your pastor about those things later on uh, in the course of the week. That is encouraging to to help your pastor know that people are listening and then be there for them um, as they have initiatives, as they pray about things, as they seek to lead the people Be a yes. Be a cheerleader for your pastor. Be that that voice. Let there never be any doubt that you are supporting that lead pastor of yours. It's really important. So we've talked about three things. We've talked about this idea of following your pastor, being willing to follow, and understand that that's your responsibility. With this idea that you have a lot to learn, we all do. Trust me, I'm I'm right there with you. And then we need to encourage our pastor. And then I want to talk to you just a moment about this idea of celebrating your pastor. Now, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 5, uh, 17, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. Well, this last Sunday night, we had a big to-do for our pastor, and it was worthy. Uh, he's worthy of that. He's been at our church for 10 years. I've only been here six. He has just reached the age of 70. So 10 years at the church, 70 years of life, and we just celebrated him. We had barbecue. We had a time of fellowship. We had cakes and cookies and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, some of the of our shepherd leaders 
and I got together and got him a gift and other people gave him cards and, and lots of things like that. But I want to encourage you. I want you to be the one that leads the way in celebrating your pastor. You may think, well, nobody's ever celebrated me. Well, okay. <laughs> That's not what you're called to do. You're not called to celebrate yourself, but you are called to celebrate your pastor because he is worthy worthy of double honor, because he's concerned about preaching and teaching. He's carrying the word, giving you the word weekly. As you sit with your students, maybe out in the congregation or, or with your family, he is providing God's word and he's providing leadership in your congregation. So be the person that says, hey, let's do this for our pastor. Let's, let's provide this opportunity. When you do all these things, when you follow your pastor, when you learn from him, when you encourage him, and when you celebrate him, you're going to build a great relationship with your pastor. Not just because of the good things that you do for him, but because those things are going to shape your heart in the process. Now, the first thing that I should have listed before any of these four is this simple idea of praying for your pastor. During our services, we don't have a, an altar call at the close of our service. We actually have one in the very middle of our service. And we invite people to come and to pray and whatever their needs, whatever their concerns, to pray that, that God will work in their lives. But we also invite them to pray for our service and to pray for Pastor Kirk as he's preparing to preach the word. I would encourage you to make praying for your pastor a regular thing. That's going to help your relationship with your pastor. Now, these other things are important. We need to follow. We need to learn from our pastor. We need to encourage our pastor. And when the opportunity is there, we need to celebrate our pastor. But never, never forget to pray for your pastor. God is going to bless that. He's going to shape your heart. He's going to shape your church's heart and life. And so we want to do all these things. But the really question is, is why? Why do we want to build this relationship? Because two of us working together can do a lot more than just one. And when you're on the same page as a pastoral staff or the ministry staff of your church, God is going to be honored. God is going to be blessed. And your people are going to see that unity as you move forward. And so don't just wait and depend on your pastor to lead out in these things. You be the one. Be an example to your students. And they're going to look to you and go, man, you you support our pastor. You love on our pastor. You encourage our pastor. And when then they see that, they're going to be supportive. And you're going to create the next generation that's ready to be there and to move forward in ministry. God wants that. God wants that as we work with students to be supportive of our pastors, to be loving, to be kind, to be an example for our students, and just to keep moving forward for the gospel's sake. Because we've got to reach this lost and dying world. God has called us to be obedient to the Great Commission, and that's where we need to head. And when we are working together, when we are supporting our pastor, building that relationship it's much easier to be together on mission. That's all I've got for you today. I just wanted to, again, take a moment to encourage you in this area of building a relationship with your pastor and doing those things. And I just also want to share with you that we have our, our retreat. It'll be coming up in September 
2023, September 16th at Central Baptist College of Conway. And if you're looking to register, you can go to our website, studentministrymatters.com. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter even, and you'll find links that'll take you there. Uh, But we have Dr. Tim McKnight, who is going to be coming and sharing with us. We're going to have breakout groups, worship time, goodie bags, the whole bit. And it's super cheap for what you're going to get. We're going to feed you. We're going to take care of all those things. Right now, for the first 23 people, it's only $23. I love that. So get registered. We would love to have you here um, in Conway for the day. And it's just a one-day event, 9 to 4. And we're going to spend some time together uh, as we work and share and connect. Um, Because students are important. And student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.